After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Richards trying to scoot in there alone. It pinballs to the crease. Let's get it. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here we go. You're listening to the Country Blues Podcast. With your hosts, Derek. How you going to get it, Bobby? John. Matt Casey. Unnecessary, but totally necessary. And Cody. What's not to love? What's happened? <laughs> oh man, you messed right, with Mojo right off the bat. Gonna start this all over. Ooh, this one's gonna be a rough one, folks. But anyways, welcome to this week's episode of the Pod Street Bullies. Thank you, Matt Casey, for absolutely effing me. My name is Derek, and I'm John. What's going on, everybody? And I'm gonna make wet Matt Casey wait until the end here. Uh, Hoagie <laughs> is with us here as well. Introduce him twice. Well, boys, what whatever. is going on? Glad to see you're still alive. Uh, that's, that's always a positive Barely. Barely. in some of our cases. Um, Matt Casey. I up? need no introduction. Let's get going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to pick up for Hoagie's lack of enthusiasm tonight. I'm, I'm, com- I'm coming in firing hot. Aren't you shocked that Hoagie's lacking enthusiasm? Hoagie, just shocked. give everybody the reason why. He's oh, our, uh, screw you, John. <laughs> our boy <laughs> over at Five Minute Major uh, finally had his wedding. Uh, and, you know, I was a groomsman. And, you know, things got a little little rowdy last night. Just as, just as, a, as a player comp, Hoagie now looks like Rickety Cricket from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> it does look a little bit like Rickety. Rickety Cricket. <laughs> he went from our sweet, like, you know, clean shaven boy to now just looking like a homeless guy. It's great. <laughs> you know, we always have a different comparison for Hoagie. None of them are good ever. We're never complimenting this guy. Uh, kudos for you for making it though. Way to go. And congrats to Dave. I'm glad it's not me anymore. When it was just John and I, I caught the brunt of all of this. So thanks, Hoagie. I appreciate it, my friend. Absolutely. Someone's got to take it. At <laughs> well, least, you, notice, you know, it's, it's, at least the mustache is gone, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> it spins <laughs> around every week. It's like it's like a roulette wheel. Last year, last week it la- or two weeks ago it landed on John because he was on vacation air quotes. <laughs> was in jail. I think that actually lasted two weeks. The week before it was me because I was drinking with my neighbors, and so I got all sorts of <laughs> that's right. So now it's on Hoagie, Derek. Just you just wait, my friend. I mean, to be fair though, I mean, I know we should probably get into this show, but to be fair, it's always on Hoagie. I mean, it's a Hoagie bashing yeah, fest it's... all the time. I think Uh-oh. Derek might be frozen. Yeah, we definitely lost Derek. Yep. He just texted us, lost you guys. Oh, well. All right. Sucks to suck, Derek. I guess I'm taking the reins then, huh? <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, good thing I, um, I, I read the rundown. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think one of the things we should just get right off the bat, because I don't think there's a ton to say, but there was a little bit of news today, right? The the Flyers sign Noah Cates, um, soon to be college free agent if they didn't sign him from the university of minnesota duluth they signed him to a two-year elc i think it's worth oh it's right there on the screen uh nine hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. so i'm not really sure if anybody has any thoughts here casey i'm assuming you don't uh no all i know is this guy's a brother in the organization too and uh hey I'm all about the brothers. Let's go. Right. If we're going to stink, we might as well bring family to right? the family. Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you tell me, where's he compared to Jackson, his brother? Because we have seen a little small dose of him. He, he's a better Jackson Cates for sure. I mean, he was a drafted Cates. Um, but again, he's another one of those guys where it's like fourth line. Uh, you know, they're really. Not. What? That, You've he, got a plethora of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean. And I I said this off the show before you came on, Casey. I almost feel like this is one of those deals where it's like we want to say fourth liner because it's like we we like the guy. We want him to be good, but like he could never, never, you know, actually hold his water in the NHL. So we're talking like a a Limblom third liner type, huh? Can't quite quite put it together. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Hoagie, what about you? Any thoughts on this? I... Not really. I mean, it's just another depth guy that, from what you've said, uh, I mean, he can put put the puck in the net from what I've what I've seen of his stats. But I mean, he's in college, and college is different than that. Yeah, top line so. guy in college, mm-hmm. right? Captain. It, yeah, I just don't yeah. think it translates. Another guy with a letter on his chest. Whoop de do. <laughs> Did us so well boy. this year. Minnesota boy. Oh. Shocker. All right. Derek, I'll give you the reins again, man. You can tell us if you have any thoughts about this. Not much, honestly. I mean, like like Casey, like you said, it's kind of it's just a better Jackson Cates. And he's swimming in a sea of fish just like him. Bottom six potential. Yeah, I don't see this guy cracking the top six. Um, another two-way guy. Surprise. We've got right. how many of them already? Um, not really blown away by anything he's done so far. I mean – 39 goals, 60, assi- 60 assists in four years. I don't have much to say. He's just going to rattle off his entire stat sheet. Pretty much. Uh, <laughs> he, he was a, fi- a fifth-round pick. Do I have that right? Yeah. Seventh. Mm-hmm. Seventh? No, fifth. Yep. Fifth. I, I think I just fifth. Read right, seventh. Yeah, well, I mean, I've never trusted your reading before. <laughs> yeah, thanks, John. No, I just, well, again, you know, anxious to see what he can do, sure. Um, right. John and I talked about it off the air. I'm like the contract kind of doesn't make sense to me, but it could just be something I'm not aware of. You know, he signed this year and next at the max for 925k. Like I'm wondering why it wasn't a three-year ELC, but who knows? Uh, whatever. You know, we'll see Players. what he can do. Like I said, I think it's because um, 
because he would have been a free agent. Like this was his last year of college eligibility. So I'm, I'm just assuming that has something to do with it, but I don't really know. I'm happy they signed him though. He is somebody that I'd, I'd like to see what he can do. I'm just not too hopeful. Mm-hmm. I hit the nail on the head. There you go. Moving yeah. on. Moving so you want me to take the reins from here on out? Yeah, sure. Awesome. Until well, now that drop, I'm back and my internet's again. not complete crap, um, we're going to get into the games from this past week. Um, again, nothing flashy. At least the Flyers, they're looking all right. Okay. They're looking okay, I should say. Um, you know, we're looking at games against Detroit, St. Louis, Colorado. Uh, lost 6-3 to three against Detroit, who's really kind of in the not same boat. Um, beat the beat the beat the Blues, which was great, fun game. Uh, lost to Colorado, which was expected. I mean, no point in really going on. But any general observations from these games, John? I mean, I've enjoyed watching this team more than I've had in the past. Um, maybe it's just because I'm looking towards the future and trying to get excited about the future. But I do think players like Kevin Hayes, Travis Konechny, even Ivan Provorov, you know, paired up with Cam York has, has looked a little bit better. So I think there's been glimmers of hope. Um, you know, the games against Detroit, man, you, you can't lose a season series to the Detroit Red Wings. I don't care how bad you are. So to me, that's a team that just lost 11 to two today. That doesn't <laughs> right. happen. Right. <laughs> right. Who was it that Mo Sider just completely leveled that was coming after him? Like Limbaugh. It was Limbaugh. Right? Mm-hmm. I, oh I saw God. that video today where he like he like barely put his hand on Limbaugh's hip and he just fell over. Like Well, no, this was someone was coming in for a hit and Sider was wow. along the near boards and Sider like passes it and then just like shoves him. Like just really leveled him, it looked like. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like that dude's a superhuman. Like, what a freak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or it just could be the fact that nobody on the Flyers is that tough. <laughs> but anyway, I do the cutting off, everybody. No one cuts me off, remember? <laughs> it's part of the contract. Oh, right, so right. sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Wait, you guys get paid for this? <laughs> no, we have contracts. They didn't say we get paid. They're just to make us feel good about each other. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I drew up John's. John drew up mine. Right, you know, literally drew crayon, it up. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you work for me now. <laughs> I think the St. Louis game. I mean, it was nice to get a win, but they were just—they didn't have their best game that night. The mm-hmm. Blues. They, they definitely mm-hmm. didn't play their best game. And then Colorado, like, was it fifty shots or something like that? Something Holy unreal. Holy man! And well, I mean, right now we're looking at like a first quarter of a football game score, right, <laughs> against mm-hmm. the Preds. But hey, listen to me. I'm seeing some things that I like, and I think that's good enough at this point. Players that I want to start to see play better seem to be playing better. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking, Matt Casey? Yeah, I mean, the a big part of it for me are the players that we were expecting to step up, you know, not named Claude Giroux, actually finally stepping up. And that is TK, that's Hayes. I still want him out of here, but like JVR, you know, he netted another one tonight. He had one against Colorado before things got really out of hand. Um, so I think it's, you know, you see some guys at least trying to come back into form. Um, it's, and it's, I guess, a little bit reassuring. They they have every right to mail it in. They're, this team's going nowhere this year. But you see them really scrapping and trying to play spoiler and like trying to embrace that role. 
And so in that in that realm, I'm I'm okay with you know them keeping it competitive, and it's, it's it is fun hockey to watch, um, even though it's just meaningless. That Colorado game, we could have been playing our, our top you know forwards for the last six years, and that situation still would not have been beneficial for us. You know, back to back going into Colorado, who is just you know sitting there and waiting for four days. So um, I don't know in Colorado, <clears throat> in Colorado right? Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I Imagine. mean, so good, good to see him keep scrapping, but obviously everybody knows that uh, more changes are coming. Imagine how bad that game would have been if Claude Giroux would have allowed a trade to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> Shane will never see him this season. We don't play Florida again. I'm oh, sure God. that went into it, too. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't have to play the Flyers again this season. That'd be great. Hoagie, what do you think, man, from these games? Like Casey said, it's nice to see these guys – Step up into roles because they're not just waiting on Claude Giroux to score. You have your Knackies, your JVRs, your Hayes actually stepping up and being productive. I'll be honest, I haven't I haven't watched a game since Giroux's thousandth until Friday night. <laughs> uh, so and and just watching that Colorado game, I was like, this is exactly why I don't want to watch this team because it's just bad. It's just bad hockey. It's just it, it's brutal to watch. I mean, we were up three nothing today against Nashville, and they came back and tied it 3-3. It's just like, yep, that sounds sounds so fly, flyra. It's just – we're just so used to it at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to start watching a couple more throughout the end of the season, but, I mean, it's it's tough to watch. I don't think we're mm-hmm. going to win many more games. Sure. One thing I'm noticing – one thing I'm noticing, and I'm wondering if you all notice it too, but for whatever it means, this team seems to – buy into what yo is selling they they seem to be a lot more engaged than i think they were under elaine Vigneault. now i don't think that that means anything other than hey this is an observation for the end of the season because this guy's not going to be the head coach next year but it does seem like there's a slight more of a buy-in to what he's bringing i i would agree with that i think the issue is that when you change coaches mid-season like you, you need more than just like, oh, an eventual buy-in with 20 games left. It's like for you sure. need, you oh, need for that sure. thing. But, I, I, you know, from everything that I've heard, you know, the locker room really likes Yo. He's a coach's – what, a player's coach? Is that the term? Right. Um, I don't think anybody has a delusion that he's going to be here next year, including us. But, you know, I wouldn't hate it if he was kept on as an assistant. I don't know if that will happen. I don't know if he'll want that. Um, but, you know, it seems – at the very least, he is a respected guy behind the bench, even though the the results just haven't been there. Right. He was tasked with such a difficult situation, too. I mean, you're taking over for a guy like Vino, who arguably is one of the better coaches we've seen in our era of hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, the success that he had with New York, the success that he had with Vancouver. Don't put Casey into that category because remember, he's ancient. John, <laughs> Hoagie in my era, I should say. Uh, I, I I was around for the Hitchcock era, boys. It was it was fun. Way to date yourself. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people around for the Hitchcock era. That guy. I mean, is he still coaching? He's like a hundred. No. <laughs> he I was what, a couple years ago, wasn't St. he? Louis. He was with St. Louis for a long time, right? He was. It was. Was he with Dallas? He was with Dallas he was, for a long. He long was. Time. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, I didn't expect this team to just flat out lay on their back and just take a beating the rest of the season because there was too many games. There were too many games left after mm-hmm. Vino got fired. So is it nice to see? Absolutely. But like, 
the season's lost no matter what. I think right. it just left that has left a bitter taste in my mouth because mm-hmm. you come into a season with expectations of a guy like Ellis being able to be the perfect complement to Ivan Provorov. That didn't work out. Ellis is hurt, still hurt, still doesn't know if he's getting surgery or not. What the hell's going on? Anyways, <laughs> Couturier's hurt. All these injuries mount up, frustrations, everything. I mean, we're grasping at straws with like rumors that are coming out about like Provorov being this type of guy that we don't you – know, no one I, – I don't even know. Like I, I don't even know where to go with this. Save it. Save it's it. Just, it's yeah. frustrating. Yeah, like we've got more to talk about in terms of him. But like Yo staying on as an assistant, absolutely. I think that'd be great. You've got a great channel to a head coach as long as they're on the same page. Players right. can, you know, vent mm. their frustrations, talk to people. Like, you know what I mean. The communication waves are open. No way in hell he stays here as a head coach. But I find it more and more difficult to believe that he might even stay on as an assistant coach because there might be another team that comes calling that wants him to be the head coach. Yeah, the the AHL, you know, right. like I don't know who in the right mind would want. He's not going like, to oh, some. Like, yo, is our guy. Um, right. You know, it, although Hackstall got a job, got another yeah. job. So, but if that, you have an assistant coach on the Flyers as opposed to an assistant coach right. on, you know, right. the Rangers right. or the Minnesota Wild, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's going to go somewhere else. The Flyers aren't the destination that they used to be, not just with players, but with coaches now. So. Well, well, we'll we'll see. I mean, I he, <laughs> I don't, I don't. He's not going to be here this year, and I agree. Or next year, I agree that I, I, I wouldn't be sad if he left either. It's like let's just wipe the slate totally. Clean. Sure, let's just undo the cabinet and start. It's that blank check, baby. There you go. <laughs> I think there was. I I think for me though, the bigger point that I'm trying to make is I think at least when the team didn't ever seem to buy into yo, not yo, AV. This mm-hmm. season, last season, I started to get really concerned that the players themselves were just not going to buy into any coach, that there was an issue with this group and coaching. Um, right. So it's not a, hey, maybe this guy should stay on. It's like, oh, thank God, they seem to actually connect with some right. sort of coach, which which is a, is a good sign. right? And I, and I think they probably got rid of some of the players that didn't connect, that were like, sure we're part of that problem. Right. So, but which players are connecting to, I mean, are you looking at the guys that they're bringing up out of necessity from the age? Right. For sure. You have to connect, you know, your Jerry Mayhews, your Max Wilmans, your, you know, those types of guys. Are you looking at the rostered veterans, like the Kevin Hayes you know, you could call TK and Provrov those guys as, you know, the veterans on the team. Are they the ones connecting like that? That's where I stand on that because, it, it could be that the kids have to connect and it could be it that just looks kind of has to. It just looks like a, a holistic buy-in to what I'm seeing on the ice. They, they seem to, you know, be fighting a lot more. They seem to be laying it out all on the ice a lot more. It's like they're playing for this guy, which I don't think we could have said for AV, at, especially yeah. towards the end. And I don't think Absolutely. we should go I agree with that. further. I agree with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Unless we backtrack, you know, four months back to when right. AV was <laughs> there's just no point. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we alluded to it earlier. Uh, we're going to get back into the uh, the stay or go type topics here with some of the players that are still on the team uh, after the trade deadline, after everything else as well. We've got two guys that we're going to touch on today. Time dependent. We might touch on a third here. But the two kind of uh, 
feed off of each other, if you will, when it comes to this type of topic. We're going to touch on Ivan Provorov, and we're going to touch on Travis Sanheim tonight. So um, you've got our perennial, quote-unquote, number one defenseman, Ivan Provorov. And then you've got a guy like Travis Sanheim who, you know, for all intents and purposes, pretty good defenseman. In my opinion, I'd like to see more consistency. But regardless, two left-handed defensemen staying or going. What's um, Let's start with Provorov. And I know these are going to intertwine, so we can obviously tackle them both at once. But in terms of need, in terms of which player makes the most sense to stay or go, or both stay or go, John, take the floor. What do you think? Well, to me, you're not getting rid of both of them. Um, but I do think that this team is going to get rid of one of them. And in my mind, it's going to be Provorov. You know, none of us are obviously in the locker room. We're not connected to the team. But there has been a lot of reports, you know, that you see on Twitter where he's not happy. He might be a bit of a problem. He might be sensitive. There's all these questions about, you know, what's the deal? Why can't he ever succeed on the top line without, you know, kind of his <laughs> anchor? Um and maybe some of it's smoke, but typically where there's smoke, there's fire. And mm-hmm. I just feel like he's the one with baggage when Sanheim doesn't really have that. You know, I think that mm-hmm. you could potentially get a decent haul for Provorov. And you really can give your decor a facelift. So to me, Provorov goes. Okay. If we're going to keep with that game, if one goes, one stays. Hoagie. Mm-hmm. Do you have any dissenting opinion upon who stays and who goes? Don't use big words for Hoagie. Yeah, Do you the, agree <laughs> or disagree with John? Like, hold on, I gotta look it up. Do uh, your yeah, right. align with John? <laughs> no, I I kind of agree. I think I think Provorov will probably be that guy, mainly just based off his his play over the past year or two, because we're concerned that he he needs a number one defense. Defense, like a number one right-handed defenseman to really shore up his game. And I, yeah, granted Ellis was hurt all season. We didn't even get to see them really play except for four games, but we can't just keep banking on having a, a defenseman paired with him to really elevate his game. So I, I think he'll be the one to go just in terms of a, a change of scenery for him so that he can just elevate his game to a whole new level and not be, you know, a cancer or whatever he is to this locker room. I don't, we don't know. We're not there, but mm-hmm. like John said, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. Yep. Yeah. I would have um, probably a month ago, my answer would have been different, but I think number one, Sanheim has actually played incredibly well. Um, despite all the, the, all the, you know, show that we've seen the last um, this past year, but also, um, you know, I, I've heard that there is, interest in Provorov there was at the trade deadline I heard there was the last offseason as well um I think if you can get a big haul for Provorov um you do it what's Uh, a big haul in your opinion Casey I dude I don't know (laughs) I mean I feel like that's a good question though right because like what are you trying to get back for him I think you need to get you need to get a top round God, do you go like multiple top round picks in successive years? Like, I mean, you you need something legit to, mm-hmm. to pull that through. I don't even know if we want a roster player. Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I, I'm not sure. But um, 
I'm also thinking in trade deadline terms, not necessarily like hockey trade terms. Sure. This could no. be this could be a change of scenery offseason move, um, you know, with with another team that is looking for another change of scenery guy. So like, um, you know, I, I think it can look in any way, shape, or form. It just matters of who you're dealing with right now. But you know, I think you need to have in my mind what I want out of this is like if you're getting, if you're not getting, uh, you know, a top ish pairing defenseman then you're getting the draft picks where the, you can then leverage that into getting that uh, with a separate trade. And clear the cap space. Clear the cap space, right. How skewed um, is our outlook on Provov right now, though? Because think about it in terms of what we've built him up to be from mm-hmm. the moment that he arrived here in Philadelphia. He was our bonafide number one guy. He's not. Mm-hmm. Let's, let, let's just be honest. He He's a good defenseman. He's a very good defenseman. He's not a... Drew Doughty in his prime. He's not a Duncan Keith in his prime. Mm-hmm. In terms of trading him and getting value back, what are we expecting to get back? Because we're not going to get, uh, you know, I really don't see it being a two first round picks type of deal. I, I don't see us being able to even get a first and a solid enough defenseman in return because not only has his play not been great, as of late, well, I should say as of late, he's been much better, but mm-hmm. lump it all together with this season contributed to whatever variable you might with the team being bad. But are are we maybe thinking that we're asking a bit too much in Here, return? Here, here's my thing. One of the biggest assets that these players have, and I think we can all really appreciate this this year especially, is availability. And Provorov, you know, with the exception of a bogus you know, a COVID sideline, which, uh, or a testing sideline, you know, that guy hasn't missed a game in God knows how long. And it's because he's a physical freak. Like he works out nonstop all summer. Like he doesn't leave the ice. And so I think if you're looking for a guy who's playing borderline, you know, 28 minutes a night Mm -hmm. and, you know, doesn't have to be your number one guy, but can be the two, three guy versus a one two guy. Um, I do think that, you know, if a team is looking for that, you can get it. The other thing that I like as well is we've seen what like a unicorn these, you know, right shot physical defensemen are. And I feel like assuming Ellis gets healthy, we have like two really solid um, right-handed top four defensemen. I feel like the lefties are a little bit more easy to come by. And so if we're moving Provorov, we might be able to get somebody maybe not better, but maybe with a higher ceiling than Provorov. So right now I think we have seen his ceiling. And I, and I think, too, right, you're looking at it as the Flyers need to shake things up. Mm-hmm. They need to shake up their D. They need to shake up their forward group. If you take the view of if next season we lay another egg, we have to blow it up, Sandheim's off the books. Mm-hmm. Where it's like he is no longer a problem. You don't have to try to get rid of him. You know, hopefully the team's not in that position, but you it have be to be a deadline think, deal. Right. Where, you know, you can grab some assets, but if you're blowing it up and you still have Provorov on the hook for, what is it, until 2026? Like three more years after this year. Oh, see? It's right down there. Look at that. Um, (laughs) Do all this goddamn work. Right right when our third round draft picks come into play. (laughs) Oh, yes. So, yeah. (laughs) But I'm, I'm with you, Casey. I think that there would be someone out there willing to pay a premium. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really don't know what that looks like. And maybe it's like, hey, 
we're not going to get a bona fide top pairing guy, but maybe we can find someone that we feel could gel well with Ellis Mm -hmm. and that top pair, but they only have two more years on their deal. Right. It's like, okay, if this doesn't work, like this is going to be a defense by committee and not necessarily our top pairing is like a top pair. Not saying Mm -hmm. that that works and that's a great idea, but I think they can get creative and, and get a decent haul. To touch your point, to touch on your point about that haul, though, and some team being willing to pay that, do you trust Chuck Fletcher enough to maximize that return given this past deadline? Now, Giroux trade discounted, we all know those circumstances, but given his past deals between the offseason, between trade deadlines, whatever it is, do you trust Chuck Fletcher to be able to maximize that type of return and capitalize on a team that would be willing to pay that premium? I mean, considering that his deals have led to nothing positive yet, it's hard to say yes in my (laughs) mind. But I also, I'm also not at the point where I find that he's he's incompetent either. Right. You know, we haven't abandoned all hope yet. Right. Like, I mean, the guy got this job because he clearly knows what he's doing to a certain extent. I. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, it's not going to be like Provorov. I don't think he's going to be like, I have to get rid of Ivan Provorov, no. you know. and Otherwise, so, he would have already. Right. Yeah. So it's not going to be a, oh, all I'm going to get is a second-round pick. I got to pull the trigger. Like, right. if it's mm-hmm. not a deal he doesn't like, he's not going to go for it. You got three more years think- to deal with a guy if need be. <laughs> right. Right. I, I think the <laughs> other thing that we almost are, like, jaded in is that, like, we're not the only team that – has looked like crap the last two years like there are plenty of teams out there that look like crap and even teams that you know i look at somebody like the islanders who plummeted this year and i still think the Islanders actually have a pretty good team but like they can't run that back again and lamarillo plans on it i think (laughs) (laughs) that's captain run it back man um but you know there's plenty of teams out there that are going to be looking to shake it up and i think john put it right it's like we, we can't come back with everything intact and just one or two different plays. We're not, we're not one or two pieces away. We're kind of, all right, let's throw, throw it into the Yahtzee cup and see where this thing comes out. Um, unfortunately that's sort of where we are right now. If you've got the assurance that Ryan Ellis is going to come back 100% healthy, do you risk it and see what pro Robin Ellis can do together for an elongated period of time? After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I do. I, 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 if that, if you have a guarantee that Ellis is back and like reasonably healthy, but like we don't have that. Right. Like, that's, so, that's why it's sheerly hypothetical. Right. I mean, we don't right. know. The guy doesn't even know if he's getting surgery yet or not. Sure. And I mean, it's, I, I said this last week. It's so bad that it's this whole defensive core is make or break based on Ellis right now, which, mm-hmm. you know, that, that can't be, 
I do think Cam York has stepped up a little bit and, you know, has shown at least third bearing potential and like he should be in the NHL, but, um, absolutely. I I don't, I don't like that. I don't like it. What do you think, Hoagie? Have you, if, if Ellis is healthy and we have that assurance, are you running it back with that top pairing? Only if he's healthy, which I, I don't think he will be just based on the fact that we don't know if he's going to get surgery. Like I, I have no confidence in, Training, development, what have you, Chuck Fletcher. I, I have no no confidence whatsoever that else is going to be 100% for opening night next year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, in my mind, right, if I'm Chuck Fletcher, I, I think a lot of us when we're talking about Provorov, we're going like trading defenseman for defenseman. Let's get mm-hmm. some de- – what if – Chuck Fletcher goes the other way and is like, you know what? I want to see if I can get somebody who scores goals, right? I use Provorov in a pick to go and get maybe a younger guy where the cap hit isn't big yet, but can, you know, and I don't even know who this player is. I'm just throwing hypotheticals out there, Mm -hmm. but then it's like, then I'll use whatever money that's kind of left over to go ahead and, and fill the D, but maybe he uses that as, he he's flat out said that they need goal scoring. They need somebody who has that kind of top end talent aspect to him where maybe you throw in a Provorov and a pick and you get somebody mm-hmm. like that. There's um, other so, bullets in the chamber for that too. If you want to yeah. use Provorov to get offense, you could use a guy like TK to get defense. So, I mean, sure. you're essentially flip-flopping now value-wise. blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Right, but no, it's it's a risk. It's a big risk because, in terms of value, in my opinion, at least, I think Provorov holds much more value than Konechny does at this mm-hmm. point. But roll the dice, throw him but in the Yahtzee could, Cup. But if you could get a goal scorer, something that this team has desperately needed you for Ivan yeah. Provorov, you do it. One hundred percent. Would it be fair to say if we try to go out and get Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau before free agency happens? Like what? 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 What type of deal would that look like? You, bro, you want to trade Provrov for his for right, the rights? For the what? rights? That's like a fifth round you pick could, deal. That's a 2024 trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we paid a fifth for Kevin Hayes' rights. Like, this is a third right. or second at best. It ain't Ivan Provrov. I'm sorry, buddy. You should just know. Just throwing him out there. No. Mm-mm. No, but you do bring up an interesting See, I, point. I didn't, because... I didn't even want to say it because I knew I'd get that type of reaction. <laughs> but <laughs> look at it this way, That's too. a ridiculous statement. <laughs> look, at the, look at the draft picks that we've compiled at this point. I mean, we have plenty of artillery to look at and say, okay, who can we do that with now? Like what we did with Kevin Hayes a couple years back. Right. Who can we trade us a third-round pick for? a fourth round pick for their exclusive negotiating rights. Like it's not a bad idea, but it's also a risk. You run the risk of sending away a pick that could be used for somebody. God knows who, you know, Joe Schmo out of, you know, whatever. Um, Seattle. And they might not even sign here, you know, so it's very risky, but you know, could right. be worth it. If we, if we want to give Chuck a little bit of credit though, using that formula, he has signed. So, like, he did it with Kevin Hayes. He signed. He did it, you know, it was longer term, but he did it with Ristolainen and played a healthy premium. And he ended up right. signing Ristolainen, and, you know, much to the dismay of half the fan base. But, you know, if I'm if I'm confident in Chuck um, about one thing, it is that, like, okay, if he has the ability to sign some of these guys that he paid a premium for, he's trying to do it. For sure. Right. 
Absolutely. Now, we'd be remiss to obviously discuss uh, Travis Sanheim here. I feel like we haven't touched on him right. at all. But in your – Well, Derek, are you – I mean, you never really stated your opinion. Are you of the same mind that it's, it's Provorov? Yeah, I am. Okay, okay. I, I Honestly, holds more value than Sanheim. And it's not necessarily a knock on Sanheim. I think Sanheim's been playing pretty well. Um, right for quite some time now, but a guy like Provorov, I look at it as even though he's had altogether a rough type season, we're seeing now him, I'm not going to say come into his own, but playing much better. And if he can maintain that level of play until the end of the year, that leaves a much sweeter taste in everybody's mouth. Chuck Fletcher looks at it and says his value is higher than it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I can get more for him. Other GMs look at him and say, that's the type of play I can expect as opposed to the play we saw the first 50 games of the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, worth the risk, honestly. I, I think Provorov nets you a much bigger return. It, it just It's a better deal. Right. Um, I mean, to kind of switch to Travis Sanheim, I think one of the reasons that you keep him is because he's proving to be competent enough. I mean, I kind of debate on whether or not he's a top four defenseman on a good hockey team. Um, But for right now, I think he's the safer bet. And like I've said, if they stink again next year, it's blow up mode. And he has no more like next year is his last year. Mm-hmm. on his contract so it's just the safer move because you really don't know if this team is going to turn it around and i think that one eye has to be on like past that like what if we fail again right his, his he's incredibly was, movable at the deadline like that right. oh yeah his contract too almost acted as a stopgap until a guy like cam york was ready to go for the nhl so people anticipated that right off the bat it was kind of like when they signed who was it? I, I like Haig or Braun, and everybody thought, "Oh, that's just the bridge until a guy like Morin is ready to go, or a guy like what's that worked out." Yeah, and it, it, it worked out. <laughs> Paid off his fades. I I, I, I really did like Sam Morin in his game. It's it's just a yeah, shame. But. It is, and I mean that guy likely is gone by the end of the year too because Former this is the wing. last year of his uh, contract. Stop yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the left wing Sam Morin. Um, in terms of Sanheim, though, um, Nashville just went up with about a little over minute a minute 20. left in the game. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's our MO. No, your thoughts on this, Matt Casey? Um, as, as everyone said, I think that Sanheim has played in, in pretty impressive the last couple weeks. And, you know, you've just seen his confidence skyrocket. Um I also look at it in, you know, he continues to be paired with Ristolainen. They just signed Ristolainen to, uh, you know, a, a long-term contract. I think they like what they're seeing with that. And obviously, year year in, year out, you know, pairings get shaken up a bit. But I don't think that that, quote-unquote, middle pairing is the one that's under fire. I think right. our third pairing is... A train wreck. Our first pairing what is our third pairing. <laughs> our, our third is a revolving a revolving door of uh, of um, you know, guys capable of playing left wing on the fourth line. Right, right. Um, I, you know the first line, the first pairing just isn't there, and so the second pairing has to pick up more. And also, you know, I'll, I'll give Provorov a little bit of props. Like he's trying to carry too much, and he has been for a couple of years now. Um, sure. 
So, but I mean, I have no problem with keeping um, with keeping Sanheim. I think he's played well. I think he has a unique skill set, um, and you know, I, I think he's a pretty good player, a reasonable cap hit. What I also think we've set the standard for what a middle pairing salary is going to be with Ristolainen. Um, yeah. And in Sanheim's world, you know, I think you're waiting to see. You, you don't sign anything this year, even if they come it, uh, this this offseason, even if they come to you, you see how this, uh, you know, the first half of the season goes, and then you start negotiating. Because if Flyers end up doing really well, then you get more. If not, then you know what? You go on the trademark, you get the hell out of there. Right. Yeah. Hoagie, what do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, Sandheim's the, the easy easy pick right there to to keep on for next season. Season go, doesn't go our way. Easy contract to move at the deadline. Help shore up somebody's bottom – or middle pairing, bottom pairing for a run. And like Casey said, that like if he if he doesn't sign in this offseason and he has a really good season, the team's starting to go back on the up and up, he'll, he'll get paid in, in the offseason of 2023 if he still wants to stay around. He might just mm-hmm. test those those, uh, those waters just to just to dip his toe. But I think, I think if he really wants to stay with Philadelphia, he'll get a payday just like Risto did, mm-hmm. just a nice little bump up. It was an interesting point that you brought up Ristolainen's contract, the 5.1 per year or whatever. Um, it does kind of set the standard because Sandheim's going to have a basis now. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people obviously you know, are, are glowing about Sandheim as, and they look at Ristolainen like he's the second coming of Doug Glatt the first time he ever hit the ice. You know, um, it, It's a movie, Casey. It's a movie. It's called Goon. That's um, a good one. You actually should watch it. It's with, um, yeah. it's with Stifler. Yeah. Oh, now I'm now Scott. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, think about it. You're going to be paying essentially your Daniel Day Lewis of C level movies. (laughs) (laughs) You're paying a second pairing, a combined upwards of $10 million. So then automatically you look at, let's say, you know, it's pro Robin Ellis and Ellis is healthy. He's not on long term injured reserve. That's a $13 million cap hit, if not a little bit more. That right there is $23 million over a quarter of what Derek with the cap room is. So, I mean, it's a hefty price to pay for a defense that honestly to this point has done nothing to mm-hmm. impress anyone. Now you could attribute it to the fact that we have a piss poor third pairing, but at the end of the day, it sucks. Our goalies are getting hung out to dry. Our offense can't create any type of chances because they can't get it out of their own zone because the defense is putrid. I have little faith in whatever decision is being made that this defense is going to have some type of drastic improvement Mm -hmm. that I'm going to look at and say, I have full confidence in these guys, Mm -hmm. you know, and then going back to even like Provorov, you've never really seen him with a bonafide in our case, number two, because he's our number one. Travis Sanheim for a year, Gostas Bear for a year, Justin Braun for way longer than whatever should have been. Mm-hmm. You haven't re- uh, Matt Niskin for one year. You. Yeah, like you've seen him with Matt Niskin, and it was great, fantastic, and that was the plan. Bring in Ryan Ellis; he's going to act like the Matt Niskin. And we haven't seen him, so I'm right. like, I hate to say that I'm sitting on the fence, but like I'm reluctant because I want to see him with Ryan Ellis. I want, even if it's not Ryan Ellis, and it's somebody else, like. Ellis is like, I need to retire. I'm too hurt. I'll never get better. Bring in somebody else. 
no, what? you find a team that is thinking the same way you're thinking right mm, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I just feel like with Provorov, if, if we were in a different position as an organization, we're having a different conversation. But this is a team that drastically needs a change. And mm-hmm. they really can't afford another year of, well, he just didn't have the guy next to him. Right. They can't yeah, afford yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're hoping that a team is looking, thinking the same way you are, Derek, and going, if I put him with a competent person, I've got a great pairing and they're going to yeah. pay for him. Mm-hmm. But where are you going to, and this is again going down a rabbit hole we don't have the time for, but you got to find the perfect pair. You got to find the perfect team to go to and you, say, I think you find other teams that have been underperforming these past few years. Like Casey said, the Flyers aren't the only one. You know, I don't, oh, I'm not sure. really sure what Vancouver has, but they're a team that I expect is going to be quite active. Winnipeg might be another team that's active. Like Ottawa, Ottawa's on the cusp. I mean, even I mean, a team like Ottawa's Chicago. got just a ton of young young guys. Right. You're right, but you bring in a guy like Provorov who and is Giroux somewhat of a veteran. Signs. You know, Giroux signs there in the offseason. Who right. knows? But even a team like L.A., like L.A. has so much young talent. Their blue line is, again, not a big Kings guy, but they're kind you, of meh. You could throw out any Western team right now and be like, yeah, absolutely. Yep, like, sure. I have no, I have no Anaheim, idea. Sure. San Jose? Absolutely. <laughs> I just, Seattle, I just think, why not? Look at teams that have also underperformed and that are looking for a shakeup, and I think that that's where your answer lies. Mm-hmm. Good and Chicago. it might not just be, yeah. But here's Chicago. the thing: with Chicago, how much did they just pay uh, Jones? Nine, ten, <laughs> way too much. So you have two players locked up for sixteen million on on their like yeah on the back end, like that's right. And they're a team that's probably going to trade uh, Patrick Kane. Like that mm-hmm. conversation is good. And to break it, apparently. And to break it. Pro Robert to break it right there. Lock it in. <laughs> if Chicago would take that deal, yeah, I would do they it. Won't. In a heart they beat. won't. They, they won't. They won't. But I absolutely would. <laughs> yeah, of course no, we would. <laughs> I mean, realistically, think about it. You're right. Uh, much to all three of your points. This is kind of a one or the other. Like, I don't see both of these guys being on the team past next year, even maybe the deadline. Like, I, I don't know, right. depending on what they do mm-hmm. at Sanheim. But we also listened to Chuck Fletcher's press conference right after Drew was traded. There was a lot of framework, apparently, that was built for deals in the summer right. at the trade deadline. And he's no stranger to that. That's how the Ellis deal happened. So this makes me think, at least, and maybe you guys are all in the same boat, Maybe there are some teams out there that are looking to acquire Provorov. I should say there I'm absolutely sure there are. are some teams there that, are. that are looking absolutely. to get him. Yep. And maybe that framework's been laid. And maybe there's a deal that you know mm-hmm. things are going to get ironed out here. And we see it around draft time. Who knows? I, I think that's their best route in terms of getting their value back. Because you can still deal Sandheim and he'll likely fetch you a solid return at the deadline next year if things go sideways, if this team completely lays an egg next year like it did this year i, I can't do it three years in a row like i, I don't know if oh, I'll no. be able to nope. it. this this podcast will be no more there will be nothing to talk about <laughs> it'll be us just with shitty no, 90 we'll movies it, reference 
we'll do countdown to the to our 2024 picks. <laughs> Just like, turn this is your like weekly reminder gun. that there are 643 days until we make our third round pick. Goodbye. <laughs> we're, we're bringing Bye back now. the pot, we're bringing back the pot street prospects and watch that that kid reprising our 2024 prospects. <laughs> we'll have to reprise pot street pot prospects. Yep. <laughs> but, oh. All right. John, John, uh, you're looking like either you've got a thought or well, a fart. You know, no, when, when we were when <laughs> yes. we've been talking about like one or the other, I've also mm-hmm. had that same thought process with Provorov and Konechny because mm-hmm. I always viewed them as like the young core, right? Yeah. Like they were supposed to be the next wave. And I in my head was like, if we really wanted to shake things up, like one of them would need to go to go and fetch something large, mm-hmm. right? And not like someone large, but like something substantial. Not like and, a Pat Maroon. Uh, like. And I'm, <laughs> I'm more and more of the mindset where I kind of want to hold on to Konechny. I've I've really liked what, what he's been able to do. And I do think that he's kind of stepped up in Giroux's absence, which sample size, I get it. But there's That's something there <laughs> where I'm like, Again, if it was one or the other, and I know they're different positions, but if it was one or the other, I'm still dealing Provorov at this point. I brought this up in the high and wide chat earlier this week. Think about it in terms of where you work, who your boss is. Right. Your boss leaves. There's always that one person or two people sometimes in some cases that will step up in their absence and essentially fill their shoes. Right. We're seeing that currently with guys like Kevin Hayes. He's got, what, seven points in his last four games. Mm-hmm. You're seeing that with guys like Konechny as well. We're starting to see these guys that we thought would have rounded that corner by now finally starting to p- potentially come where into like, their own. It, where it's almost like, okay, he's gone and it's my time. Which right. I'm exactly. not. I'm not saying that it has anything to do with a negative towards Claude Giroux, but it's sure. like they've used – They've kind of viewed it's it as, an okay, he's gone, and it's now our opportunity to mm-hmm. – these are our right. flyers now. Yeah, and never I, an indictment on Giroux. Never an indictment on the person mm-hmm. or player, the teammate he is. at some point just to piss somebody off. Maybe, he, yeah. He, he was, Giroux was always the safety net where it was yeah. like, okay, Claude will take care of it. And like sure. a lot of times yeah. he did. And yeah. to, yeah. you know, but now it's like he, he's not there. Dad's not there anymore. We got to go. We got to go buy Let's beer go by ourselves. all the coke we can. <laughs> <laughs> like man, I can't just take my dad's pot anymore. I got to go out and get my own. <laughs> uh, I, am I the only one? <laughs> cool, awesome. Uh, well, it's been a few years, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> great points, though. Um, aside from my own, right there. But you're seeing players that are going to step up, and I think by the end of the season, we will have a much clearer picture as to who those guys are which is why you know we'll get into it probably next week here with Kevin Hayes. Uh, we planned on wanting to discuss him, but that's a, a much bigger discussion than for the time that we have left. Um, yeah. You know, just we want to give that the respect it deserves. But these guys we're seeing step up are going to be part of the future. And I think that Kevin Hayes could end up being a guy that we stick it out until the end of his contract as opposed to trying to offload him like we're trying to do with JVR now because – Let's be honest. JVR kind of sucks right now. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, that's no two ways be, about it. Just right there, now? <laughs> well, not right now because he's had goals in consecutive games. He's been playing all right. But Can, can I ask this hypothetically? 
is i don't know can you (laughs) may i Um, (laughs) so seattle has said that they're willing to like take on contracts for picks basically give it Mm -hmm. to them like what what what's a what's a realistic like i mean what do we have to give them to, to offload jvr Give them both third round picks acquired at the deadline for 2023. I don't care. Do you remember what Shane Gossespierre fetched? Right. A second what, and a, a set and a seven? I think Wait. it wasn't a, it wasn't like I, was I think it was more than that, wasn't it? I mean, there was a second rounder in that for sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, in my me- mind, like this whole this whole quote unquote retool has to start with getting rid of at least one of these big salaries and I don't think it's going to be Kevin Hayes. Right. It was um, a second and a seventh. So oh, like if if that. it's a if it's a, a a third and a sixth for JBR like I'm doing it. Like I I'm I'm sure. I'm getting that out of here. Um, Absolutely. Because and then especially if you put Provorov and in, in you know his cap hit out but then you're bringing some in as you know assuming you're bringing some in, but I don't know. Free yourself up to go after some of the big fish in free agency. Now, whether they want to come here or not is another discussion, but you have the cap flexibility. Yeah, exactly. Hoagie. Then then you can put J. Then you can put, uh, what's his name? Provorov up for negotiating rights for Johnny Goudreau. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Hoagie, you've said a lot of dumb things. That might've been the dumbest thing you've ever said. Like I'm not very say. good at the at like the draft capital stuff, but even I knew. Guys, I figured it out. I've cracked the code. Let's 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 trade <laughs> we, Ivan Provorov to Calgary from Johnny Goudreau's buy high right. and sell low. That works. <laughs> what well, I was trying. I figured oh, no so. better time than this. Speaking of jokes, uh, Hoagie, <laughs> you want to give us your dad joke, man? Uh, did you have yeah, time to get your dad sleep. joke? Yeah, I got it. Don't worry. It's a. Uh, Never do. You've really got to. You've really got to hand it to blind prostitutes. <laughs> no one else gets this. Come on. <laughs> Come on, guys. Uh, Seriously. <laughs> oh, never fails. Never fails. Always a good laugh. Unless you're John. John, do you want to do you want to explain it? Nope. You haven't explained one of his dad jokes in weeks, man. I'm beginning to really lose faith. That's no, okay. I'm not. All right. Nope. Okay, He's not man. even touching it. <laughs> kind of like a blind prostitute. Uh, but... <laughs> yes. Anyways, Matt Casey, where are they going to be able to find you, man? Hey, I'm over at Twitter at Pod Street Casey. You can find it at Pod Street Casey. That's C-A-S-E-Y on the Twitter. Thank you. Hoagie. Uh, Pod Street Hoags on that Twitter app. You are so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you really just should shut up. <laughs> One of us is going to have to take care of Hoagie's handle on Twitter from now on. From you now. and JBR out back with your buddies. <laughs> Boy, from now on, Hoagie gets the dad joke. That's it. He just sits in silence for the rest of the show. Just nodding. make the banners and do the dad joke. <laughs> I like it. We're going to have to revise your contract with us. <laughs> all right, John. Well, I mean, you can find this podcast on all your various podcast listening receptacles, included but not limited to 
Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Stitcher, Amazon Music, um, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. That's a thing, yeah. Um, Castbox. Castbox, iHeartRadio. Podmuncher. I just like I love doing the iHeartRadio because Casey's got a thing against iHeartRadio. I, I work at their rival company. Yeah. Oh, no one listens to iHeartRadio anymore. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, nobody listens to iHeartRadio anymore. No shit. All right. iHeartRadio. Did you just say iHeartRadio? Yeah, iHeartRadio. <laughs> no one listens. It's, to a, that it's a Texas thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good God. All right. Anyway, yeah. And if yeah. you don't like any of those places, Google us. Yeah. Otherwise, check out our affiliates over at Flyers High and Wide. The other guys over if at... If you don't like us, try out our affiliates. <laughs> <laughs> Fat chance. And No, I'm kidding. Uh, Five-minute major as well. Congrats to Dave on getting officially married this weekend. Uh, congrats, buddy. And then uh, otherwise, you can find me on Twitter at Pot Street Bob. You can find John on Twitter at Pot Street Gove. You can find all four of us dipshits on Twitter at Pot ST Bullies. And folks, that is it for us for the week. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Try to enjoy watching the Flyers play hockey. Bye now. Scene. <laughs> After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.